I'm here with Corey Taylor, the man with the most stickers in barbecue. With the who? With the most stickers in barbecue? Uh, okay, sure. Right? You got a lot of stickers. I got a lot of stickers. You got a lot of miles in my car, too. You got the biggest stickers, too, right? Um, sure. <laughs> that, that one two sticker is what, a foot, foot wide, foot and a half? Uh, it's about 16 inches if y'all know anything about that. Pickles, onions, and sauce. Got 75 pounds of brisket going out this morning before we even open the door. So just trying to get all that stuff lined up. Yeah. 75 pounds? 75 pounds. How many briskets? Uh, that's 12 briskets, I believe. It's for a real meat man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they come in and meet man. Y'all don't see me eat man. Hey, don't meet man. Y'all don't see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear, trap a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell that like a meat on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. You're listening to the best barbecue show, and I'm your host, Yoni Levin. I'm outside Truth Barbecue. Matt Horn's here. Elliot Moss is here. Mighty Joe Yim is here. No, everyone's hiding from the cameras, so and I have to move the cameras. Here with Matt, Matt, Max, yeah. Elliot, Matt. What's good? Joe, Joe's hiding in the side. Joe, we can share this mic. <laughs> We're about what halfway through the cook for you, Elliot. Uh, we probably got maybe eight or ten hours to go. Oh really? So, yeah, we got a little ways still to go. On it. Well, I guess it's not even eleven yet, huh? Yeah, it seems like forever, but yeah. Oh yeah, not quite there. Just about there. And it's uh, been on for about six hours right now, so give it. You know, 12, 15, see how it goes. Have you, have you met Brian before? Furman? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, that's awesome. We have the same birthday, actually. Really? Yeah, Elvis Presley's birthday. That's a little fun fact for you. Hey, rock stars. Got to be born on a specific day. <laughs> and Matt, did you meet him last time at Texas Monthly, or had you met before No, that? yeah, that was the first time we actually met uh, over at the Texas Monthly event. Reached out to him, like I do with all these guys I admire. Just say, hey, love what you're doing. It's my first time meeting Elliot, though, so I was excited about that. <laughs> Telling my wife about it, about to go meet Elliot. And oh, get out so of here. So that was like, so that's exciting, man. But, yeah, good friends, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, everyone's on not too much sleep. You guys got a little rest last night, though? Yeah, a little bit of rest, yeah. Got a little bit of rest, man. And, Elliot, what, you slept for three hours? Yeah, I'm going to get mine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to earn it with that pig? Yeah. What do you think about... Uh, cooking for a long time and getting no sleep is uh, why do you think people love to do that with barbecue Mm. Uh, I don't know maybe I like I enjoy the alone time honestly Um, I enjoy everybody's company out here today but I I really like sitting around a fire just by myself you know thinking in my head don't get a lot of that at the restaurant uh, during service hey you got a lot of that this morning a few hours at least yeah I got a few hours it's important you know a lot goes into it man just to be able to kind of chill out by the fire and just, you know, let the fire consume you. Just kind of stare into it? Just stare into it, man, and reflect. Not and thinking about life, you're just yeah. kind of somewhere else? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little, space. little chilly this morning now. It's getting hot. The fire's hot. We'll be sweating and probably get a little chilly tonight. Maybe it hopefully doesn't rain, but the elements yep. is a big part of it, too. Yeah, do you, uh, what do you cook on uh, back at home? Uh, we have two bq grills inside similar to this pit just more of a rectangle than square and we have a big fire 
box that we burn uh, wood down in the charcoal right beside the pits. What, and what are you cooking on, Matt? I don't even. Know I cook that. on Lucille, man. Lucille, a 500 gallon decommissioned tank. Decommissioned. <laughs> so we we rock and roll, man. Yeah. And so Joe Yim's here, losing sleep. What's up? <laughs> you said you said earlier uh, you 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 can't you can't miss out on everything, so you just yeah. kind of didn't sleep. Uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out. Uh, finished a rib cook or brisket cook last night. Took a two-hour nap and back here to watch this guy cook hogs. Cat nap. Do some stuff, man. You know, it's like a playground here. We got a 500 out here. We got a hog pit, burn barrels, and cooking a whole bunch of stuff. So, didn't want to miss out on any of it. Yeah. So right now we've got some other. What are, what are the? Are they baby pigs? What do you call them? Suckling, suckling pigs. Suckling pigs. So we got suckling pigs on. There's a whole hog on. There's pastrami on. Plus your regular service, right? Yep. For a regular Saturday. Service. Yep. 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 Lamb, lamb, lamb yep. chops, lamb, lamb chops, chops, yep. Oxtail, oxtail. Yeah, it's gonna be a good menu. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> and some stuff. dessert. I don't know what it is, but it looks good. It's tres leches. Oh maybe. boy, here you go. And uh, probably some of the cakes from the, the Truth Masters back there. Oh, some yeah. some frosting yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you guys all had the cake now? I've had the cake. It was yeah, amazing. Yesterday, yeah. good stuff. Giant size slices. Yeah, what one and a half pound slices? <laughs> yeah, twenty yeah. ounce, twenty yeah. ounce slice of cake. Huge, Break man. your arm lifting it. I don't right. even eat cake. This is the only place I really eat cake. So. <laughs> well, Elliot, you got here a few days early, right? You got to kind of hang out, check out Houston. Yeah, I got here Thursday morning. Uh, just to, I've never been to Houston before, so I wanted to have a couple of days just to explore and eat at some restaurants and take it all in. Did you Did you have a list before you came, or no? I kind of just went with wherever the flow is going. You know, I'm trying not to plan too much because plans always get changed so I just try to go with the flow you know and you got friends in town right yeah a lot of friends in town uh, some new ones and old ones and it's gonna be a good time and now you got a got a whole pack of meat master friends yeah absolutely <laughs> meat man. I mixed the two real quick <laughs> Max you came down to help yeah. Matt with his cook yeah he gonna teach me how to do risotto no. gonna teach me how to do risotto <laughs> no. So. So if I, if I understand it's correct, is I put the rice and then the water, or the other way around. Uh, yeah, add a little bit of water. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. We'll, a little we'll water. figure it out. It's a mushroom eventually. But yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. It's, uh, this is, it's a learn, it's a long life learning process. You know, that's why what's fascinating about barbecue, and that's it. You want to see this answer? I don't know. Yeah, this was a funny one. Uh, the. Uh, it's it's beautiful to see though because barbecue doesn't often get mixed with these different flavors and different yeah. things. That's right. That's right. Just doing different things. Just trying to keep it creative and keep elevating. You know, elevating, developing. Just doing different things and just enjoying the craft. Well, isn't the first elevation just kind of spending so much time on a few cuts of meat? It is, man. But it's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot. What have you been up to in Cali, man? You've been doing all kinds of pop-ups and special dinners. Yeah, man, we uh, have a supper club series that we're gonna be doing, you know, that's fire-driven, a lot of chef collabs and just traveling all over, man, doing stuff. And then we're still doing the pop-ups. You know, we're doing them, uh, it's a lot of stuff we have going on. What do you think, uh, what do you think's your best marketing resource? Social media, or have you kind of linked up with some people that have you, you've teamed up with to do these events or I think social well of course social media but then also like the chef collabs you know we don't have PR or 
or anything like that going on right now. But yeah, social media, man, and just visually telling a story about the craft. That's something I really try to focus on. So try to tell a story with the craft and you know get our uh, get our customers involved and kind of let them see the process. I think it's important. Matt, I got a question for you. What do you think a chef and a pit master, there is a line or not? Or is the same thing, a chef can become a pit master, a pit master can be in a, in a, in a chef's side or? You know what, I kind of feel like they're one and the same. You know, when you have more traditional training and then on kind of like the barbecue side of things, you have guys that are self-taught, guys that go out, teach themselves the craft through trial and error. So I kind of feel like they're both one and the same in terms, in, in reference to, you know, commitment to craft, technique, yeah. skill. Um, like Elliot, what Elliot does with the hogs or, uh, you know, what these guys are doing, like with, with, with beef and, you know, lamb and with that sort of thing. A lot of guys that come out of a more traditional kit, they don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. You know? So I kind of feel like just trial and error. Gotcha. Don't you feel like chefs are kind of, uh, like chefs are seeing the the beauty of slow cooking and and kind of getting out of you know most of the time except for here they've got this beautiful indoor pit room that joe you like the pit room we're getting we're getting used to it we're getting, we're getting used, used to, to it. it it's hard work in that pit room i can tell but people are getting out of the kitchen they're they're getting into their backyards or getting into you know parking lots full of smokers and right. uh, whole hogs and i think that's cool to to see people just kind of you know, not, not everything has to be like a kitchen device. There's all these kind of like right. little like wood That's smokers. What and I loved, you know, when uh, you know being be, being a chef. I don't like the word chef. I'm a, I was a cook, okay. So being a cook, it, even if you are inside in a pit room, I don't know. I feel like you're still outside, maybe because of the wood going back and forth. So I never felt trapped in a corner. You know, that was the thinking. Uh, being no. like a, a a pit master. I don't know. I always define myself a cook. That's it. I don't know. I mean, doesn't the word chef mean different things? Like in Europe, it's a... a sh chef means capo, boss in, 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 in France, but... Oh, really? Yeah, it's capo or something. You're a capo? chef or something, means you're the chief or something. Yeah, capo. But uh, to learn in the kitchen, you're a capo of nothing. You're chief of nothing, you know. It's just a lot, a lot of shit going on at all time. They try to survive. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a survival. They, they should call me survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm yeah. a survivor. I'm a survivor. <laughs> Well, and so we're all out here for, for Brian Furman, who's, what, he's arriving late tonight? Yeah, yeah. Right before the dinner? Yeah. And he's got, he's got a restaurant that caught fire? Yeah. There's a raffle in there for some Yeti stuff. By the time this comes out, no one will be able to, to win it, but... He's gone. Really cool stuff. And, uh, and Joe, what are you trying to, to soak up since you're, you got no sleep? You're just trying to be around all, the, all these different guys doing different kinds of cooks? Yeah, uh... I mean, even just being here for the last, being in Texas for the last year and three months now, uh, just being able to cook on different cookers, cook with different people, cooking different cuts of meat and seeing how different, different people do things. Like I've never cooked a hog before and just being able to learn uh, from Elliot how to maintain a fire with just like a half a shovel full of coals and um, you know, just seeing different techniques is one of the big things uh, like I, I try to share like uh, you know I've been cooking barbecue for a while, but now I just feel like I want to get into more other techniques and learning how to cook other meats as well, and uh, you know this always, is kind of all part of it. So always improving yourself. And try, try. Now, Elliot, this is one of those uh, Patrick Fegis pits, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, we got this on a loaner from Patrick in the burn barrel. How do you like it? I know it's a little different from what you're cooking on. Yeah, it's working just fine. Uh, you know, it's a little bigger than the ones we use. Uh, you could probably fit two hogs on here, but we just got the one on. Nice. And, uh, you know, is that generally when you cook one of these hogs, you want to do it for uh, a long time slowly? Yeah, it takes about 12, 15 hours. We cook pretty fatty hogs, so it takes a while to get all that fat rendered out. Now, I know a lot of people like the cracklins. Do you do something to kind of ramp up the heat or ramp up the, the cook um, What's the, to get the skin more done? Or we that's we, really we don't, style? yeah, we don't turn it into cracklins really. We use the skin to kind of chop our meat in and get all that back fat mixed that's and incorporated with our, with our barbecue. Uh, we do pop them in the oven sometimes to crisp them up, but uh, a lot of times we just cut them up into dog chews. We can make more money selling them to the dogs than we can <laughs> to people. So, And, uh, you know, it's a display, it's a, it's a feat that people love to watch, people love to see a, a hog chopped up. You hit it with some sauce? Yeah, or? we have a vinegar pepper sauce with a little lemon. Uh, it's a red pepper blend. Um, and we just kind of mix that in with the fat. Um, a little bit of salt, and that's our barbecue. And do you rest it? or? Yeah, you... we like to rest it for about an hour. Um, the fat stays really hot in the pig, so when you pull it off, it's melts your fingers off hot so have to let it rest a little bit like you would a steak you know longer the better but sometimes we just got to get into it and is there a technique to it or you just kind of chop yeah, the hell we, out of we it we pull all the bones out first and then okay. there's first. some pretty big fatty deposits like under the arms that we have to remove and the back fat just kind of get all the bits that i don't want to serve in our barbecue and we we reserve those for making barbecue hash and then we season it and mix it give it a rough chop and serve it serve it up Nice. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, well, we're excited to show you. <laughs> is that is that what draws a crowd at the restaurant usually? Um, or people don't you know, get to see I, that part? They, they get to see it sometimes. Sometimes they get to see us bringing the whole hogs in raw from the outside street. You know, they, that's always the wild one. But, you know, depending on the time of the day when they're there, they get to see and chickens a, going on, ribs going on, pigs coming off, pigs going on, all kinds of stuff. And that's over 200 pounds of hog in there, right? Uh, I think it's probably about 180. 180? Yeah. Split in half. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you help him load that, or? Fortunately, I was uh, I slept in an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> I didn't get to see that part. You missed. Uh, you missed the spark. Yeah, I missed the beginning. He, he can help me uh, unload it if he's still here. I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here for that for sure. Well, I know Joe from uh, from Austin, and I mean this dude. He'll he'll just stay even if he's not you know scheduled to work. He'll just stay to see how the cook comes out. Oh, that's and awesome. Max is very similar in that way, and I, yeah. I find that a lot of these guys all kind of have these similarities where they like to they don't they don't even care about what, what hours are supposed to work they just love working on the pits yeah you miss those doubles at terry blacks i'm working a double right now just not clocked in so <laughs> there you go <laughs> and is it cool to have like you kind of have the run of the the place now you got a bunch of guys that work hard this yeah. just in general i think leonard's done a good job finding a, a awesome crew for this place yeah for sure i mean just to highlight a couple guys i mean a lot of these guys haven't we have one guy who's never really cooked barbecue before. Uh, I don't know. We jokingly say we don't remember when he got interviewed. We don't know when he came in. He just kind of showed up one day, and he just became a staple guy. <laughs> uh, another guy worked at a, a food truck and, you know, was doing some ribs and stuff like that on there. And now he's our main rib cook. And, you know, we wanted it to kind of split it up so he can get some rest. But he's like, I want to cook all the ribs. Give me the all six days. So we just gave it to him, and now he's training up other guys. Uh, we have another guy just like me who started in his backyard doing small pop-ups, and now he's 
really uh, you know learning to cook on those thousand gallons and kind of figuring out you know how to trim and do all that kind of stuff. It's great. And we still have Marcus here, so he kind of you know he knows how it's supposed to be and how things should go. So it's just nice to have. He's more in front of house now, though, right? Uh, Mark is still back at house. Deidre and Willie are still uh, are mostly front of the house. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to have these guys who have done everything in a small space where they had to do the majority of the work, and now they're able to kind of hand out to other guys and breathe a little bit. So, yeah. Is it hard to find good help in where you're at, Elliot? Uh, not too bad. We, we have a good crew, and a lot of them are interested in learning how to cook barbecue. So You split up the days a little bit, like give people shifts, or people kind of work? Through the whole thing, uh, we have a late night guy or two, and managers kind of mend the pits during the during the daytime. So, uh, but everybody gets a shovel every now and then. And <laughs> gets to like, shovel some coals. Everybody gets a shovel. Got to do a little bit today, so that was awesome. <laughs> For sure. Well, you guys probably have to get back to the fires, but I appreciate yeah, you well, taking cheers. the time, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to you one more time before it's all over. Absolutely. Bert Bachman, Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Josh, you interested? Or you? sure, sure. I know I don't I don't want to ruin your TV career by uh yeah, you won't ruin it. So girls that what we doing. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, what's up girls? What girls? Yeah. Your girls? Yeah, this is this to our wives to show them what we're doing that we're really we're not at the strip mm -hmm, club. We're not. We're really yeah. We all we're we all got some rest doing last night. What we said we were going to do out here. More steak, <clears throat> no strip. Good to see Don Johnson again. Yeah. Don King? Don, Don King. King. The Don King microphone. Good to make that same mistake again. Here, come around here so people can see you. There. Yeah, see? Oh, face people. We're in, we're in the back lot you know studio you of Truth Barbecue. People, we are here at the back lot of Truth Barbecue uh, here in uh, the Heights, Houston. Uh, and we have a first timer here. Josh Belson yes. is over here. An award-winning chili, chili champion. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, don't give me too Hi, much. Denise, how are you? Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Josh is fresh off of his latest uh, chili the latest victory. victory. Come on, come on. It's, it's not about me. It's not he, about me. He went, through, Beth, what? he went through against fierce, fierce competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fierce yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. Those five other people walked away with a limp on that one. Yes. But it doesn't matter. A win is a win. You flex, you flex. You flex, yeah. you flex, and he flexed hard. That's a real flex, yeah, winning yeah, the chili right? competition. You know, he, some he, of those people had made that chili before. It was my first time making that dish. And, and you put brisket in it? I put a whole brisket in, yeah. You put a whole so, brisket what, in. You cooked it on Trudy? I actually cooked it on an egg. I didn't fire up uh, Tootsie for that one. Tootsie, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cooked it, cooked because it. Because if I fired up Tootsie, then it would have been too much damage. You know, it. funny story, <laughs> if you ask Carrie Bexley what her name is, he would say Tootsie. 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 That's a. He calls her Toots. Toots. Let's, let's start yeah. calling her Toots. Tootsie. Uh, I found out the proper pronunciation tootsie. after years tootsie. of going there. Instead of not Tootsie, but Tootsie. Yeah. All right. Very you gotta, nice. You got to put that Lexington flair into it. <clears throat> All right. So now we're here. We're here for a good cause. We're raising money for our good friend Brian. Uh, it's gonna be a, a fun party. It's gonna be a lot of food. A lot of a lot of barbecue going on here. I hear that this guy Wayne Mueller is gonna come in by. Yep, was nagging, nagging me yesterday for tips for beef ribs. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to talk to yeah. Leonard's girlfriend Abby. And he tried to get my chili recipe. I was yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know yeah. it's award-winning. Uh, like, yeah, you know, Wayne, Wayne, us, but what's up, Wayne? And then, and then we have another guy here, Elliot, uh, who is doing pig. He's whole hogging. He's whole hogging. He's doing everything that I. I showed him how to do it. I told him I've been telling him how to do it. <laughs> so hopefully he's doing everything that I told him. And that's it. 
You know, we went to a deli this morning. You got some kind of Italian cookie snacks. We went to a deli. Picked up some rye. Had to see lamb, our- ne- a lamb neck croissant. Yeah, La- lamb neck croissant, some rye bread. Say hello to my accountant, and I left. <laughs> and so you got a bunch of rye bread because you're cooking pastrami's, yeah, right? I am cooking pastrami. I'm very excited about that because pastrami is a is a fun day that we have in LA, and now we're having this fun day here on the side of a highway or side of a street, in like this across from this massive empty building. Looks like we're in North Korea. That's like massive structures with not nothing <laughs> in it. Yeah, there's a lot of big buildings in Houston. Everything is bigger. It's all bigger. Everything uh, is bigger. So you did you send the recipe ahead and they they I I send the recipe ahead. His yeah. top secret recipe. It's top, top ahead. secret recipe. It, it's it's crossed the internet now. Someone it's might have intercepted it. I don't know if it's gonna be safe. It's probably out there in the internet. It might be popping up on Bon Appetit sometime <laughs> soon. We it's don't know. Not, it's probably out there. But keep in mind, always always take out the clothes. Yeah, yeah. no clothes. Yeah, no, no clothes, clothes in the no pastrami. Clothes. I have seen some. I have seen some imposter recipes out there, but. They take my recipe and they just add cloves, which is so ridiculous, you know? Like, How many spices go into your recipe? Uh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, your oil? Uh, and the recipe, uh, no. In, the, in our brine, it's just a couple of sugars, some salt, juniper, <clears throat> coriander, uh, no cloves. Uh, and I like go dried little, juniper? Yeah, uh, juniper, we crush it up, mortar, pestle, and then I just mm-hmm. go a little heavier on the honey. Uh, then some, and uh, that's it. Pastrami is the fun meat, though. It's like if you like brisket, it's like brisket plus, it's like two weeks plus. That's right. Yeah. Brine. When did they start brining it? Uh, two weeks ago, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks ago, and then you gotta rotate them around. You know, it helps if you have some Jewish roots because that's a Jewish, uh, you know. Delicatessy, delicate, delicacy, delicacy, delicate, delicate, yeah. Uh, it's our, it's our pride and joy meat. It's our pride and joy, uh-huh. you know. And yeah. do you does the that amount of moisture? I mean, it swells up the briskets a little bit. Does that change the cook time? Does it change, speed it up, slow it down? You know, it's a new. It's a we haven't worked with the smoker, but they all they're all fairly similar. I'm seeing a nice clear. Look at that smoke. I mean, that smoke is clear. Elliot, look how clear that smoke is. I'm clear. Yeah, exactly. Smoke. What smoke? <laughs> Clear. I, feel, I do feel it, it makes it cook a little slower. Yeah. It's got a lot more salt in it, you know, from the brine. We, we're strictly at 275 right now. No, it's going to be nice. Uh, the meat looks good. You know, we keep our meat wet. And uh, it's nice. It's wet, wet fermented? Wet fermented, yeah. Don't bring up fermented stuff. Josh made fun of my fermentation it's stuff. The coffee table book he you brought not, on the plane. He's not getting any watermelon goji <laughs> barley. Yeah. Okay. You are. You are. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No uh, vinegar for I'll you. I'll take that loss. Yeah. No. 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 No ant vinegar. So the the L.A. barbecue scene's blown up. Moose is cooking and serving Andrew's more food doing than amazing ever. things. Yes. What are you talking about? Andrew's doing amazing things. Uh, there are a lot of people doing great things over there, but. There's always the crazy guys or guy, whatever, you know. Uh, you know, when we need peace in the in the barbecue world, but what are you gonna do? Always something. Yeah, but there's definitely a lot of barbecue that's happening now. If you're in LA, come by to visit us at Slab and on in Hollywood Crescent in the West Hollywood area. West Hollywood. And then if you're in the downtown area, I would go on a Sunday, I would go to Smorgasbord. And catch Andrew and Michelle yeah, and you Moose gotta Cook. go early. He's yeah. got a huge line go every single Sunday. Line. Yeah, 
or, mean, or everyone just goes mention, for him. Or just mention Josh's name. Yeah, look like up I'm, Carnivore Kingdom I'm on Instagram. You do a little pop up I'm on the weekends. Carnivore Kingdom. And then we're also, you know, working on the shawarma and the steaks with our friend Avi, Avi Q, the Vivant that mm-hmm. we barbecue with all the time. No matter what we do, as long as we just have to keep the fire going and it's us not, barbecuing and cooking. It's just not the pit fire. It's a fire inside, too. You fire do it inside. because you love it. That's he right. sends his love, by the way. He wishes he could come this weekend. You know, we all wish we could come this weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah all, you're here. Bunch of guys. You know? <laughs> I mean, bunch of guys. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know? But um, boom. Uh, okay. So yeah, we're at 275. You know, I don't want to bore anybody with... With the stuff, but we're literally standing on a on a uh, on a side of road parking lot, watching paint to dry almost, yeah. and just w- looking at attempts. Well, a lot of the people who listen are doing the same thing. They're staring at their temps. They're staring at their uh, gauges, watching their fires. So I would love to hear what these people are cooking. What everybody's cooking, you know? Shoot us a message. Let us know. I'm at Slab or Trudy's Underground Barbecue. For me, what's interesting is we're on a totally different cooker with an insulated firebox. Like I'm using uh, Tootsie Burt's Old Smoker, which is Tootsie, Tootsie, with you know non-insulated firebox. Yeah. So the temperature control is totally different. It swings a lot. This thing, you know, we got the insulated firebox, the smoker. It's molding temps much better. Because you know, a cook. lot of purists want you to for barbecue to be very hard. The process the has labor to be intensive. very hard, very labor intensive. Why? So like on Tootsie, on the smokers, like some of the smokers that we have over in LA that are not insulated. It's harder. We have to keep maintaining. There's, it's harder to maintain the temperature. So look at this temperature. Bo- these smokers over here that, that have insulation that maintain heat for longer. So kind of cheating. Kind of makes things easier. So it's, it's, co- so yeah, just, it's, so it's almost like us. It's almost like a Southern Pride, really. Yeah. So basically, might as well just use a Traeger. Here. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what they're saying is, Leonard, like, you we might as well be on the Traeger. We have an insulated box. For the record, my first smoker was a Traeger. There you go. You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to start somewhere. As long as you don't end there. Yeah. No, I've moved on. I've, I've now I've got the offsets. Outside, I've got four grills in my yard right now. Okay, yeah, there's people, a lot of. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, people come over for barbecue, and you can kind of see the evolution of of my barbecue, like yeah. the the stainless steel gas grill, and then the pellet smoker, and then the egg, and then you walk up to the 250 gallon offset. There's a lot of people who uh, cook different ways, but there's also a lot of people <clears throat> while they're cooking, they're in group chats with their chef. Or pitmaster buddies, they're on Instagram talking. Why do you think, uh, you know, on the surface, you'll see a lot of people talking shit and saying, "Oh, that doesn't have a smoke ring," but a lot of that's kind of like amateurish. Yeah. And why do you think? Why do you think when you get down to it, all the pitmasters, all the people, you know, we're all communicating in a, in a positive way, like we're old friends. What, yeah. What do you, think you know, I, is about that? there is no one right way. You know, let's just start with the basic that you're not undercooking or overcooking. Let's just start there. Regardless, even if it's totally bland, you don't have any smoking, at least don't overcook or undercook it. And then let's start building up some flavor. And that's when people can start arguing if they're going to wrap and when they're going to wrap, how they're going to wrap, you know, with what they're going to wrap. Oh, finally. Uh Uh-oh. The thing about barbecue, too, is Uh, everyone loves to talk barbecue. I love to talk barbecue. In case Leonard's here. Look at this, in case Stevie. Look at that. <laughs> Who's that for? Uh, everybody. You all want to know how came out. Oh, okay. Uh, they look beautiful. Test, yeah, they test. Look great. Mm-hmm. Always testing, always tasting. Great. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. You know, I've been going to this guy who's been cutting my hair for six, seven years. Every, every time. Like, I totally trust the guy. I don't even look. And 
I'm just happy to have hair. And he cuts my hair and he always hands me that mirror at the end. Like, hey, take a look. Like, what am I going to do at this point? Like, your That is really the most awkward point of the haircut. It's like, yeah. Hey, give me that point. You kind of screwed I, I, it up a little back there, but what am I going to say now? So I he just want to get out of the chair. So the guy brings me the mirror, and I'm like, okay, I, 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 I don't even look. You know, it's been years since I ever looked. I don't even look. But it's like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a habit of his, you know. Just nod to make him feel uh, good. To, to do it. Like, okay. So it's very similar to now Leonard bringing us out some brisket and like to show us like, hey, how did it come out? Like, what do you think I came out? Uh -huh. Came out great. <laughs> I was like, I don't he, even look. He brought it out. He showed us and then he walked away. Good. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have to eat it. <laughs> yeah. And that was great that he did that because like this, we didn't have to eat any of that. Well, we'll probably go inside and still bite here yeah. in a minute. Oh, yeah. The oh, ribs, the enough. spare ribs last night were amazing. Yes. I got to tell you, amazing. One I second. had the oh, thickest rib I've ever seen in my life last night. Yeah, absolutely. You throwing another log on the fire? What's, uh, what's the line like at Trudy's? Do people line up? Uh -huh. Or not Trudy's. What's the line like at Slab? Do people line up? We have... We have, uh, we do get on the weekends more. It's LA, you know. The only thing, the only thing that people really line up for in LA is uh, Howlin' Rays, and I don't blame them. Yeah, how is that Howlin' Rays? I still haven't been there. Howlin' Rays is such an amazing place. The food is so great. The people are amazing. It's like the family. We love them. They're, 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 what they're doing in LA is just unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, so people line up over there. You get in line for like an hour and a half, three hours. Uh, for a chicken sandwich, it's amazing. But we're very grateful for the people that, that we do get. Sometimes we have a couple people in line, sometimes it's a long line, sometimes there's no line, you know? But no matter who's in line or who's inside, we always have a party going on. Yeah, what, what do you, you think it's just Johnny Ray and his crew? What, what gives it such a good vibe there? You know, you're in the middle of Chinatown, you got these great, great music bumping, you have a great vibe. You know, people are okay standing in line for three hours. So, you know, and here we're in Texas. It's always going to be a little different over here. I see all the rest of the guys coming. There's a horn coming. Did you, say anything? Did you talk to horn? Yeah, we talked a little bit earlier. Everyone's a, a little shy because they're, uh, they're thinking about their cooks. It's hard, it's hard to get huh. people on an interview when, uh, when their mind's on something else. You know what uh, I mean? You're, uh, you're, you're like me. Like, you, you just yeah, make sure everything's I'm, good and you relax. I'm talking and, and going. Wow, there's a good picture right here with this. There you go. All the men in one place. Oh, dude. Oh, this is for the beans? Oh, yeah. look at that. Here, let's go look at it. Let's go look. I got one rack, right? Hey, I'll take this. So tell us about these beans. Uh, they're just green beans, a little onion, garlic, herbs of province, some vinegar, our chili blend. Uh, there's some truth barbecue tallow in here we're gonna put these down underneath the pig and they're gonna cook for you know four hours or so get a lot of smoke and a lot of that belly fat dripping on them so you stick them like just right between the coals underneath yep right in these hotel pans mighty joe yim with the the clutch assist assist fun to have kind of a different location to cook your food? Is it a challenge? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a challenge, but it's fun, you know. Enjoy being here in Texas always. You know, fun, fun place to visit. So, 
a lot of these guys have been on the show before. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Uh, you know, did you start off with whole hogging? What, what kind of inspired you, got you started with barbecue? Uh, well, I come from a chef background. Um, I was a chef before I got into the barbecue business and decided to open my own restaurant and uh, got inspired from my childhood. My dad and grandfather were welders. Um, grew up around barbecue pits and cooking hogs for the holidays. So when I decided to open a restaurant, um, just wanted to do whole hog. And, you know, a few years later, still doing it. <laughs> Was it a challenge to, like, you know, barbecue has become this crazy enigma and whole hog's been around forever, but was it a challenge at first, or did people just come running the moment you started cooking? Uh, you know, it was a challenge uh, at first to learn it. You know, I hadn't I hadn't had a restaurant or cook in about three years. That's about how long it took for us for to open. And, hey, Reed, um, Robert. We were open, and Bon Appetit named us uh, number nine new best restaurant in the country. Uh, that really helped our business out a lot. How long did that take? Uh, we were open for a little over a little over a year. About a year and a month. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. a that's a a huge bump, probably yeah, right at the that, beginning. Yeah, that helped a lot, and it never really slowed down. So, just keep getting a little busier and busier every year. <laughs> but you also like you seem to take it easy. You seem to like t take things slow. So, is that just kind of your vibe, or? Yeah, I mean, I got into barbecue because I wanted it to slow down. Uh, the chef hustle was a little, you know, getting a little tired of that, and decided I wanted to stand around the fire and have some alone time and take my time and cook some meat nice and slow and yeah I, I would say I'm a probably pretty chill guy it comes from me living in Asheville a lot you know it's a pretty chill place and yeah for sure I've, I've seen uh, you know a lot of people from, I live in Austin and a lot of people from Austin say it's kind of a sister city it's got a similar you know we, I, I was hearing that a lot before I moved to Austin or before I visited Austin and I always heard that it was like a little Austin and I can see that a little bit but yeah Austin's not quite that chill anymore yeah it doesn't look like it Lost its of, chill. A lot of growing up, huh? Well, and, uh, you know, there's some cool stuff. I've seen pictures of people that have, you know, you can go camp in, like, trees out there. And is that just kind of what people are seeing from the outside, or is there really that kind of woodsy vibe out there? No, I mean, uh, Bert was asking earlier why do people visit there, and I said it because it's paradise. I mean, it's a beautiful part of the country. Um, lots of trees, lots of outdoor hiking, bike trails, you know, probably a good close to a thousand waterfalls in the area I mean, it's, wow a thousand i mean there's 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 some out there that people probably haven't even found yet you know it's it's in the appalachian mountains and there's little towns all over and waterfalls everywhere is the weather pretty mild you get a proper winter there or yeah we get four seasons spring and spring and fall don't really last too long uh it's mostly cold or hot you know but our hot is in the 80s you might get up to 90 in the winters we get nice. a little bit of snow not too cold, not that, too hot. Is that a challenge for cooking? or We cook gotta... inside mostly, so, okay, so we're, we're just dealing with the restaurant elements. But when we do cook outside, yeah, cooking in something like this with the thin metal, cooking in the winter in Asheville would be a challenge for sure. And we've got guys from all over the country here, especially the West Coast guys. Some of the guys in Austin, actually, uh, Joe had to cook at uh, Terry Black's, and they had to run all their smoke through scrubbers. So now they only have steam coming out of their pits. Oh, no. Uh, do they... Uh, are they kind of letting you all cook however you want? Do you ever get the health department or oh, yeah, neighbors we, complaining? We don't really get much of the neighbors. We're in an industrial brewery oh, part that's of perfect. town. Um, but yeah, we, are, we get problems just like everybody else with the fire marshal and the health department, I'm sure. We're burning fire and cooking with 
animal fat, so, you know. <laughs> There's always a challenge. Well, cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to try these green beans. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's up, Reed? What's going I'm on? I'm going to get you. Huh? You, you got me. I'm here. Yeah. So, uh, you've been here for, what, a year? No, only since January. Since January. So All right, because that's this been opening year. year. <laughs> uh, how'd you get into barbecue? Oh, man, that's, that's a long story. But I started working at a, a food truck up in Magnolia. We were actually in spring at first, so we moved out to Magnolia at Deacon Baldy's. And then it was going pretty good, but I decided to take a different route. Then I saw Truth was opening up, and I wanted to join the winning team, you know. And now here I am. And uh, Magnolia, that's where Lone Pine? Lone Pine, Lone Pine yep. Uh, that's one of my favorite IPAs they make there. Oh, yeah, the, uh, Yellow Rose. The Yellow actually, Rose. They're actually, I heard they might have a conflict uh, because someone bought Yellow Rose whiskey here in Houston, and that person is not down with letting them use the name, so we'll see how that goes. Interesting. A little There's inside a information. The, the, world is, uh, the world's running out of words to share. Oh, so yeah, for sure. People are claiming them. <laughs> you might, might have to uh, copyright your name soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Rowdy Reed's Ribs. Is that a... Is that an official term? Is that what you make? Rowdy Reed's ribs? No, that's just what they call me here. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that mostly what you're cooking, ribs? Yeah. I'm, well, I've been on the rib shift for a while now. Nice. And uh, the crew here is pretty cool. Did you? Uh, is it nice to just kind of luck out with a, a good group of guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, the chemistry is great here. Uh, everyone's cool with each other. We have no problems. Do you think uh, everyone just wants to work hard? That's part of the secret, or? Oh yeah, for sure. We all just want to uh, put out the best we can do. And do you feel like you've kind of hit your stride? I know, you know, the place just opening creates a challenge. Oh, well, we, we've definitely improved since we opened, but there's always more more room to improve. So. Well, all the all the visiting chefs were sucking down those ribs, so you're doing uh, something right. Nice. Well, I hope that uh, I can keep on improving and make them the best. Nice. Well, and do you feel like you care more about uh, pitmasters eating your ribs or critics? Uh, definitely pitmasters, you know. There's uh, two things everyone can do in this world is piss and cook barbecue, so. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you do, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Reed. All right, thanks. Hey, part of hospitality is uh, talking the talk. Hold the mics close to your face. All right. Uh, so, here with Chris and Cole, we're uh, getting ready for the uh, the big night. Patrick just gave us an interesting gesture. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank he you. turned down the music so that my uh, videos don't get copyright striked. <laughs> uh, so you guys are part of a pretty badass, hardworking crew here. How's that? This is uh, everything and more of. Uh, my absolute dream job. Couldn't uh, couldn't ask for anything better. And you're doing the cutting. You're doing some cooking. You're doing a little everything. I uh, I haven't actually moved out to the pit room yet, but uh, we're working on that. Um, working on getting some more cutting in and everything. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Really enjoy it. What uh what's the secret to cutting barbecue properly? Take your time. You know, uh, I think a lot of it is. Um, knife movement and not putting a lot of pressure on your on your blade and knowing where to put the knife 
knowing uh, what you need to serve and what doesn't need to be served. Uh, I don't know that there's one secret to it. Is there a secret to distracting people when there's something you don't want to serve? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> ask them You're what like, their weight was like. Ask them where they're from. Like, hey, look over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Swipe. <laughs> exactly. Have you guys seen our barbecue pits yet? <laughs> the window's great. Look through the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chris, you're running around refilling drinks, making sure everyone's uh, hydrated or beard or whatever. Is it, uh, I know you study hospitality yes. and your family's got restaurants. Right. So, you know, this, this must be a fun experience. It's definitely a different experience to what I grew up with. Um, I would say the, uh, the best thing about working here is definitely the people. Uh, everyone is just genuine. Everyone's super nice. Dream it's team? Easy, the dream team. It's easy to talk with people. It's easy to work. Um, I like coming in knowing that I'm going to have a good time when I'm here. Yeah, well, we were talking about that, Corey. His parents do own restaurants. Come here, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Everyone's kind of running around. we got some fancy glasses out. So four roses, is that it? <laughs> we need to know about these dice. Ooh. Yeah. You got a nine. You rolling earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Is that some Cajun thing or what? Yeah, I, I think it's a Corey thing. Yeah. Corey was rolling dice on the ground. So, you know, the, the people here are just, they're fun, they're motivated, they're paying attention. So what do you think that is? Everyone just cares about this place doing well or what? I think everyone cares for each other well enough to ask if everyone needs help. If, I don't think it's based off of just the restaurant, I think it's everyone likes each other so much that we're willing to help each other out no matter what, regardless of what it is. And I mean, like there's this little Coca-Cola cooler that's got topos in it, and every time I took a topo out of it, you had it refilled within like two minutes. <laughs> right, but, right, I'm on top it's of it. probably quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> you're pouring ice, you're getting, getting beverages. I like staying busy, that's, that's my go-to plan. Well, that's what I see everyone, everyone's kinda Someone sees a piece of trash, they pick it up. Like, yep. what did did Leo teach that? Was that Corey, or is that just everyone's that solid here? I think uh, I think a lot of it is to to go back on what he said. Uh, everybody cares for each other. I think that everybody has bought into the program, and I think it's just little things like that uh, that you know we're not going to let us we're not going to let that slip by anything like that. Uh, the hiring process here was selective, I think, and I just think that. Uh, Really, I mean, we've got a bunch of got a bunch of A plus studs around here. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We do. It. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even in the back, there's people constantly cleaning stuff, frosting cakes. I mean, I I did my best to stay out of the way today because you know how I was sticking my cameras everywhere. <laughs> I do but the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> is it uh, is it crazy to be in this thing that just kind of like lights up and then you know when you're done, you're done. Everyone's just literally working from like open to close. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I mean, it is. It's it's different. It's not like most places. Most places you got set duties that you stretch out for 10 hours till you close. Here it's you get your stuff done immediately and as it comes out and you get to leave whenever yeah. you sell out. There's no secret corners you can sleep in or nothing. Nope. No. No there isn't. <laughs> Hadn't maybe, found one yet. At maybe least. up there. <laughs> if you take a nap you earned it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how we do things here. Yeah. 
you guys, you know, you're surrounded by delicious desserts. You're surrounded by delicious meat. You guys both look like you're in shape. Is that just your youth or you, you careful what you eat? Well, in my case, I am very careful what I eat. Uh, I grew up eating Mediterranean food, which is really relatively healthy. Um, my parents always made me watch my weight. They're very active. Go to the gym. Make nice. sure you're staying out. You know, don't overdo it. Everything in moderation. And I'm taking that to heart. It's hard working here because when I see them cutting ribs and then fatty brisket, all I want to do is just ask cold to shove a piece in my mouth really quickly. But most cases, uh, I'm pretty selective on what I get. I'd, uh, I guess I'd have to say I'm the complete opposite. It's all my youth right now. <laughs> I'll chalk it up to that. Yeah. Quality control constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I cut for the uh, for the for, we had a about 30 or so for an event last night and I was cutting for that and uh, you know I, I may have uh, snagged a few few burn-ins here and there and uh, Joe caught me in the pit room so I had to take him a couple too nice well that's nice when you get caught you just have to share you're not in trouble <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well what what makes uh, what makes truth such a great place to work is it just kind of the whole team or I'd say it's it's every single aspect of it, you know, like we talked about earlier, or like like you mentioned, really is, uh, you know, you see a piece of trash, somebody picks it up. Uh, by far, the cleanest kitchen I've ever worked in. Um, no matter who's you know who's out bussing, who's out doing whatever, all the tables are clean, restrooms are clean. I mean, it's every little detail. Nice. I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. Everyone everyone likes each other, and I think that. That's what helps make this place run, and that's how you see smile on our faces. You know, if you're not if you're not happy with where you work, and you're not happy with what your job is, you're not going to be happy. Obviously, when you're working, you're not going to be smiling at customers. You know, giving them good service. Everyone loves coming into work. I don't see anyone upset whenever they come into work. So, work where you love, love your coworkers, do a good job, and you'll be happy. Exactly. And he, he was telling me that earlier. <laughs> he was saying, "I'm not going to work tonight or today." I'm basically just gonna be enjoying myself with all these guys. These You're, I definitely got a lot of footage of you and Leo laughing at the cutting boards today. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I uh, time flies up there, man. Uh, you know, talking to him, talking to D, talking to all those guys. It's uh, like I said, man. It's this is the dream. I live. The, you know, I don't lie to people when they walk up and ask me how my day's going. I say living the dream, and it's absolutely what it is. Nice. Well, thanks, guys, and thanks for uh, being part of this badass restaurant. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is it karaoke night? It yeah. is karaoke. It's open uh, night mic. What, what mic duo? Night. What duo are we going to Open mic night at Truth Bar. Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> I'm here behind Truth. Wayne Miller, Clay Cowgill. She's behind the truth. I'm behind the truth. <laughs> With the truth. Uh, there's a slew of pitmasters. There's some hubbub going on. I think, are you still smoking some, uh, you still smoking your stuff or is it out, Wayne? It's out. It's out and resting. It's brazing. It's so waiting. Let me, let me switch sides with you all because, like, it looks, it, you got to see the restaurant and the whole hog behind yeah, you. Yeah. 
The there is. You came all the way from Lexington after service. I did. Yes. Dude, those are by some an screaming kicks. Uh, yeah, those are my I cleanest love shoes. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Those are his new Pumas. That I warmed a barbecue covered, once. Covered in tell. grease. And then I washed them. So you know what? Let's just keep them clean. You're the trendsetter, dude. Yeah. You're had a all pink there. shirt to go with it. I was nervous though wearing all this <laughs> pink. I went back to Snow's to get my hat. Allie was leaving. And I was like, do I look ridiculous? Goes, no. No, no, so, no, okay. no. You're okay. good. You're good. Okay. You're great. Yeah. We're, We're all heights. I got I got a nice shirt on. Mm-hmm. We're all dressed up. Not me. I have a t-shirt on. Yeah, but you're serving. Too. So you're good. Okay. You're here to help. I'm just, yeah, the hired help. <laughs> hired to, to give back. That's what we're doing tonight, right? That's what we're here for. We're here to, to give back and help Brian and Nikki get back up on their feet. And yeah. um, it's my understanding, you know, there's a lot of concern for their employees and staff. Totally. And so there's a lot of efforts being made to help offset some of that difficulty while they rebuild. So just to be a part of any of that, I think that's really what... Um, at the end of the day, you hope that the barbecue community does not only for the greater community, but for each other. Well, and this is a pretty awesome coming together of, you know, you're from three or four hours from here. Clay, you're from an hour away from here. Two. Two hours away from here. Uh, we've got pitmasters from the East Coast, West Coast. Uh, it's pretty cool to see everyone come together just for a guy in Atlanta who, uh, you know, wants to take care of his people. Mm-hmm. That's what barbecue is. That you know, when it's in your soul, that's what happens. When did you first hear? Like, did did Leonard just call you and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this"? Because it it happened fast. It seems like the idea came a couple months ago. Well, it happened. I mean, I think the ideas were happening right after the fire, right after the fire. I, I had, you know, through an odd set of circumstances, I was spent a day here with Leonard and just checking things out. Um, and so we got to hang for a day. We, you know, got to know each other a little bit better. Nice. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I get a call. Shortly after, you know, Brian's incident. It's like, hey, dude, I'm trying to put this together. You want to be involved? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I, was already, I was already trying to book a flight down to Atlanta to go help Brian out to do a different fundraiser there for his staff. Nice. So this, yeah, this worked out really well. And, you know, I've talked to Brian a few times about his staff. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I don't know if he's actually bailed anyone out of jail, but he's done uh, similar type things. I know you you do a lot for your staff as well. And uh, what is it about, you know, good people? I I interviewed some guys that work here at Truth, and they're just, they're they're hustlers. They they love working here, and they love the vibe. So what's it about barbecue people that just wants everyone to give back to each other? Well, I think it's the personality type, first off. The people who stay, the people who understand, the people who really get it, are the people you want around you anyway. You've tried to filter through your recruitment process to find those personalities. It doesn't always match. Uh, But when it does, it shines through, I think, it radiates through. And you get enough people on your staff that way, and it reaches a critical mass. And the entire staff can reflect that same notion. Yeah. Nice. I've, t- I've talked to a bunch of them, all of them, and they, they love working here. you got to yeah. speak up, man. I, I said they love here. working here. I've talked to all of them, and they're all extremely passionate about this. You think that's – I mean, did Leonard do that? Was it just like – I mean, it, it seems so magical in there today, just watching everyone. I mean, I almost wanted to throw trash on the ground to see how fast someone could pick it up because they're all watching the – they're watching the floors. They're watching people, yeah. making sure everyone – if someone walks – if someone looks confused at all, they're like, what do you need, bathroom, drinks? Yeah. 
if you need something else, we'll get you some pickles, whatever. It's, it's crazy. Well, I mean, that's customer service. That's hospitality. And, and, and Abby's on small it, too. Town, it, it helps. Yeah. yeah. I said, Abby's on it, too. Definitely. And she just told us that, that Brian and, and Leonard have never actually met. They've never actually met? No. Yeah, yeah, and he's talked. doing this. You know, that's real barbecue family. You know, it's not just a hashtag you see when you post a, a photo of barbecue. It's real, you know. It you is guys, real. Yeah. And did you guys, I mean, like, I haven't, you know, I've had the show for a couple of years. I haven't seen any kind of fundraisers like this. So do you think Brian did something to kind of touch everyone's hearts? I mean, Leonard's, like you said, hasn't even met him. And it's like. I know he's a hustler. I've talked to him a bunch of times, but you know it's it's so unique to see this thing come together like the moment you know the fire happened. Yeah, I think he's of a generation too, that early '30s generation in this business that have all sort of found each other, right? They're all starting out. They're sort of all in the similar sort of place. They can relate to each other and their experiences really easily, and so all it takes is one degree separation somebody I'm close to is also close to him and it's almost like then well then that's my cousin right I mean I don't have to know him but he's still blood related right because he's that close to somebody I am that close to yeah so I I, I honestly believe that's what what you see around you and you know operation barbecue relief how what do they do all over the country right for people they don't know it's uh, I think the barbecue community does something fundamental to all of our communities. It acts as some sort of fiber or filament trying to hold us all together. Yeah. That's funny because I was talking to someone earlier about I kind of joined a few other communities, uh, you know, in Austin. I tried to be in kind of the beer community and do beer tours and things just, it's not like that community's bad. There's still a lot of love, but there was just a lot of like everything's kind of this is the hot idea or this is everyone's trying to catch some trend and I see a lot of similarities, but the barbecue family is really where everything just kind of locks in and everyone's like, no, you're good, you're here. We're all yeah. family. Yeah. I think we all understand each other too. Even though we may compete against each other, we pull for each other as well. We've all seen that this rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. That there's, most all markets are underserved, right? So none of us should be in fear of anything. Just put out your best product. Yeah. Your base I've, is there. I've noticed meeting all of y'all, like we, we all have the same certain type of character that, that we all share. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you have to have a certain personality type anyway to do this job. Right. And it sort of lends itself to just being helpful. I mean, it's, it's a grueling, it's a grind, man. And to in some ways commiserate with somebody, to understand what they're going through, it's easy to be empathetic toward that and feel a bond toward that without even knowing them because you know what they go through every every single day. Right. So, um, I don't know, I'm sure there are other occupations where this also applies. It just, so much has been learned from so many different people. Also, you create this network. I learned this from him, this from him, this from him, this from him, and this from him. And then he learned this from the him, and him, and him. And so, it's all intertwined. It's this big web. We're all sort of, you know, we're all Kevin Bacon's in this, <laughs> in this analogy, right? We're all just, we're not even six degrees separated. You know, just we're like one degree, one degree separated. One degree. Yeah. yeah. But then true. you go to Snows and they're doing everything a totally different way than everyone else. But, dude, that's the way it used to be until the homogenization of the industry, right? Yeah. Which happened in the last five to ten years. But, I mean, you guys weren't cooking 
Yeah, I mean, before Snows was open, you weren't cooking like that. You were cooking this way. We were cooking this way, right. Well, so, it, but it, everybody was cooking their own way. That was the point. Nobody, it wasn't a standard, standardized 500, 1,000-gallon propane tank, retrofitted, right, with an yeah. 8-inch stack, 10-inch stack. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was everybody just concocting their own equipment, doing their own thing, making it out of brick, making it out of steel, making it out of whatever they could get a hold of. And making it happen that's what they were doing so there was there was no standardized process like there is today gotcha were you gonna say something clay uh what was i gonna say <laughs> got me now i'm listening suck to the wind right out of suck it. the wind right out of it. well it's crazy <laughs> i've been here all day and it's been hot raining cold okay so with with snows and everyone says well why aren't you open another day it's tradition in lexington when Tootsie did barbecue, she did it on Saturday. Before that, she was a meat market. And everyone would come in, and they'd skip the school lunch, and all the, all the guys that are my age and a little bit older talk about her ham sandwiches more than any other barbecue. Was She made the best ham sandwich. I mean, all the locals tell me. And I said, well, you know, I'd go up on the weekends and eat the barbecue. Tootsie told me, Clay, when I was a kid, it was the same thing. You come in, get your barbecue, sell your cattle on Saturday, and then go home. So that's the tradition in Lexington, was barbecue on Saturday. And Carrie's just, and Tootsie are sticking to it. And, yeah. Well, and, and did that come with the cattle <clears throat> auction, or was that, I mean, is that, that I, I don't know a lot about cattle. Is that, that, is that the only cattle auction in the area? Or? That cattle auction is, it's not the oldest, but it is the oldest, longest running cattle auction in the state of Texas. It's been there for a long time. And they sell them fast. They do. I thought they were just like showing them off, but they were selling them about as fast as the guy could talk. Right. It was and crazy. That's, yeah, that's that's Carrie's brother, Keith. And then the, my connection with Lexington was my parents bought a place up there. On the weekends, we would go up, hanging out at the ranch. And the lady that sold uh, the ranch to us was a character in herself, a lot like Tootsie. A lot of these German women are, are like that in that area. I'm sure it's the same with you're real close. And they they last forever. And yep. they outwork everyone. And this woman that I met, I considered my grandmother. And basically, these my dad and his buddy came up to my other place, and they had an appointment. And the real, she was a realtor and owned her own business and said she was covered in, in, in uh, hunting gear and duck waders. And she said, well, um, I'm going duck hunting so y'all can wait on the curb. And they sat and waited on the curb for an hour. She came back with ducks, cleaned them, and then took them out to the ranch. So it's just, she, she was a character. She lived to 94. Um, her nickname was Wheezy. Everyone in Lexington has a nickname. Everyone. Um, it's not just Snowman or Tootsie. Everyone there does. You're just Clayboy? Yeah, my, mine's always a Clayboy. Clayboy Mansion? Yeah. Yeah. That. Life's yeah. tough. Or Barbecue Clay. <laughs> That's that's one whatever that's people mess with me, but that's just how it is. And it's yeah, I've been talking about uh, coming in Friday night and doing a little. Uh, I've been I've been talking about Friday night doing like a little like ha having a drink and hanging out at the bar. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because well, you said Wednesday. they come bother you, right? Oh yeah. When you're cooking. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll come out. The uh, Caressa and Bobby own the bar across the street, so they always come check on me. Uh, Tootsie's granddaughter, Crystal, shows up and always asks for barbecue when she knows there's nothing ready. She's just messing with me. So uh, a lot of the times, Carrie used to, he used to stay there when I first started. And he'd say, okay, I'm just going to wake up. And so now he, he's, he's gone. He comes in at four. What's, uh, he'd say, were there people here last night? 
I said, oh, yeah, there was like 20 people here. They were all drinking, you know, like, uh, and he was like, well, wake me up next time. I, you know, I want to hang out. And I said, no, you need to sleep. You, you're old. You, you know, just mess up. Oh, but, man, Grandpa. Yeah. It's all the locals. It's a party at midnight when the ice house gets out. Well, and these are the stories that people don't get to see because a lot of people, they just come, they wait in line, they get some food, they get a picture with Tootsie, and, right. and they call it a day. But, like, that's kind of what I like about visiting y'all all the time and meeting the staff and kind of getting to know everybody because there's there's adventure to be had there's stories to tell there's there's so much in the behind behind the truth of barbecue right and it <laughs> carrie lets all the the local fundraisers do barbecue at his place oh nice. and so even after work they did one the other night and i came in hung out with him for a bit That's and nice. went to That's bed awesome. and and what i've noticed and i've seen three different groups cook and they all, all these kids in that area learn to cook on Tootsie's pit, not an indirect first. So they all shovel coals, and I've seen three different ways of doing this, and it's all good. You know, and instead of pulling pork, they'll take a huge pork butt and they cube it. Yeah. And I guess that's just a, a country way of doing it in that area, but it is delicious. It's so good. And it has that certain patina you get on that pit, and it's just, it's neat. And it's neat to see. Well, what are the things that people don't know about Taylor, whether it's pe things people do now or, or old barbecue or just kind of out in that area, like things that have, have kind of been lost in the homogenization, if you will? What do we do? I mean, so much of what we do is now commonplace. It's, it's you know, it's not a situation where... Here, take a step forward. They're about to pull this hog off. This little piggy. <laughs> I guess you guys yeah. kind of have been doing things the same for so long. There aren't really any old things you've, you've let go or anything like that. No, I mean, you know, utilizing uh, horizontal convection flow um, doesn't go back as far as you might think. 60, 70 years max, more like 50, 60 years. Most things were like what you saw there. And if you go to any old American Legion hall, they're brick. Hall, yeah. All they're all there's a sh just a ton of brick pits right. with um, stacks, but they all have coal bed that sits for radiant heat right underneath them. Right. So there's op there's you have uh, door openings underneath. And that's where you'll see the long torpedoes. That's what they use as burn barrels. So it, like over here, this is a much smaller burn barrel. When you drive through Lexington, there's two of them: one at the park and one when you drive in. And you see this long torpedo, and they get up there and they stack it. And then when they use their shovel, their shovel's extremely long, almost like the guys in the Carolinas. Yep. So it's a it's totally. Just it's hot or what? It's hot and it's smarter not to be right up against a fire, you know. Well, Tootsie needs some longer shovels. Well, though. she's she's fireproof. Her and her her and her Hershey were fireproof. Um, there's stories of Hershey because I where he worked, he was always around hot stuff. And Tootsie and Carrie have both said that. You know, we light that firebox and it gets extremely hot. And Hershey could walk over and just shut the door with his hands or open it with his hands. You, I, like, I could not do that. No one, none of us could do that. It's ridiculous. I stand like three or four feet from that and I get real warm. Oh, yeah. And Tootsie walks right up to it, takes a shovel full, and then somebody comes up to her and talks. And she has a 20-minute conversation. Holding the shovel? Yes. Huh. That is burning your, I mean, it's burning everything. And to her, it's nothing. Tough so, as nails. Tough as nails. Yeah. Are you guys excited to uh, have a big party? This, I think this is going to yeah, turn out to be something be pretty good. fun. 
I think it's going to be real fun. Yeah. Um, it's it's sort of freelance. It's we're doing freelance fundraising this evening. Yeah. It's a very loose schedule. Um, not very formal though. We're trying to have some sort of uh, semblance of schedule to programming, but I think it's going to just be as it happens, which is going to be cool. We we got to try some of Bert's pastrami. Oh, yeah, really? and that impressed me yeah, that a was, lot. It was ridiculous. Did you taste the juniper? Yes. All of it was All delicious. It. Oh yeah, everything jumped out at you. He kept yeah. mentioning juniper, and I was like, I want to know what that tastes like. I have to go sneak in there then. Yeah. It's really good. If I had seen it sliced up, I would have grabbed the slice. Dude, I would ask him why it was still raw. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. the, it was such a deep reddish pink. It, yeah. yeah. And Wayne, you made a comment and said, "Wow, this is really holding together well." And you know, it was, it was just perfect. silky all the way through. The but point it, was beautiful, and, and he, he didn't rap at all. Really? I saw that. Yeah, yeah he's not much of a that. rapper. Yep. He was talking a little shit about tinfoil. I won't, we won't get right. into it. But. You know that. You know, everyone's different. You know, everybody. Like I said, everybody used to have their own way. It's only in the modern era. It's only in the 21st century that we had this homogenization. What are other ways that that you've seen die off? You don't see much. I mean, Cooper's is one of the last places I I see that still does cooking brisket over directly over coals through a radiant heat source and it, they cook it fast i mean because it's coming up and they're flipping and they're rolling and that takes a lot of attention too you just don't see that very often anymore so it's almost like lockhart style but with, with actual direct coals because mm. those lockhart guys run them hot they do run them hot very hot it's uh it's interesting because of all the things that have been changing and yet lockhart is still exactly the same as it was 50 years ago and like I still I'll go in there with a camera I'll go in there with stuff and they still look at me like what are you doing <laughs> I, I still haven't been I need to go let's go dude let's go we'll go yeah. for a little tour I really go. want to meet Roy really want I to have Roy. I've been to Kreutz three times now and I have yet to run into him so I need to like call ahead or something go yeah. early go yeah early. that's probably my problem yeah I always end up there in the afternoon I want to watch him cutting on the cutting board and it's, it's like it's like your legendary cutting board. You know, it's really cool to see people cutting on those. Yeah, that to me, it's awesome. Amazing. I could just sit up there and eat little pieces of brisket and watch the whole time. You could actually put a stool up there for me. Yeah, yeah. And I'll 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 come in talk to you know right talk to on. the customers. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, All right. you probably need to get back to yeah, just to work a little sure, bit. Yeah, make sure that I don't have any uh, major responsibility changes. Well, Wayne, thank I, you. Thanks for the visit. Always a pleasure. <laughs> it was fun hanging out all day. Yeah, thanks for that. I only got you on the mic for a moment. Oh. Things are heating up around here. Nothing's on fire in here, right? That's not for no, us. We're good. Or at least not uncontrollably. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, I'm you excited are. to try those lamb chops. Hey, they come in and meet, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell that I can meet him to meet, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Woo!